Welcome to the Dirt Pod Podcast, episode fuck fourteen. I think it's now episode fuck. Yeah, fourteen. Fourteen. All right. <laughs> Wait, <coughs> is it fuck fourteen? Why not? Is Star like- Wars episode fuck? You know, you know the, what the, Jar Jar Binks. the dirt pods forget. That reminds me of uh, Joe, what is it, Joe Walsh from the from the Eggles? Yeah, from the Eggles, and he had his song Funk Forty Nine. You think that's what he was? He goes, "What song is Ah Forty Nine? Oh, we can't <laughs> say fuck though." Did you see that documentary of the Eagles with him? He was nuts. He is nuts. Yeah, he, he still uh, is. Have you seen the Eagles documentary? No, it's like a three hour documentary from beginning to like current day. It's even if you don't like the Eagles, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Is it's it on, on the Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, and Joe Walsh is like, they're like, I don't know if we want to hire that guy. He's got a reputation for being batshit crazy. And then they hire him, and he's lighting hotel rooms on fire and shit. And then they got they got big. <clears throat> yeah, hey, it worked. That. It but worked. One of my favorite parts of that is when they go, what was it, the Desperado <laughs> album that they all went out into the desert and took peyote. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? There's Every time I Come hear that song, now? Desperado, there's a there's a... There was a car dealership growing up. I'm from Helper, Utah, and there was a, har- a car dealership called Helper Auto. So every time I hear that song, I hear Helper Auto. Uh, that was a great documentary. That's, that Don that that should have been called Fuck Don Felder. That's what that whole documentary yeah. should have been called. No I just kidding. added it to my watch list. Did you just now? Yeah, it's great. They had a guitarist that, that like because everybody knows Glenn Fry. Everybody knows uh, what's his name, but nobody knows Don Felder. Yeah, and he was the guy who. He was like a huge writer in the band and everything, yes. but like everybody what? hated him. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Poor fella. Poor little little dude. Hold on. Um Yeah, I think he still gets uh, a little bit of money from writing some of those songs like Hotel California yeah. though. I think he does okay. That that one song, Hotel California, that that, that was kind of big. I think he's done fine. Yeah. He he probably makes more money off that one song than I've ever made in my life ever. And ever will. Yeah, he makes that in a month. But that's okay. But anyway, that's that's uh How'd we get on that? I went to Garth Brooks. Yeah, you know, he did how many nights here? Four four shows shows over three three nights. nights. Yeah. Wow. And holy shit. I've been to hundreds of concerts. At least least 150 concerts, probably closer to 200. And this was in the top five. He come out. I was a little upset because uh, the way the seats were sold were... It was a lottery. It was a lottery. Wasn't it? And all the seats were the same price. Right. And you just bought tickets, and wherever you got them, you got them. You didn't get to choose. Right. So basically, so, you had to get you had to win the lottery to get even get a chance at a, at a ticket. And yeah. you had, but then you had no idea where it was going to be. Yep. Like until the day you showed up, like you just sh- no, was- no. When you bought them, you, you found out where you were at. Yeah. Oh. You couldn't like you couldn't like say, oh, I want the hundred dollar seats, right? Versus the fifty dollar seats. So the, just- the the fifteen thousand or whoever they were were notified. Okay, you're going to get a ticket. Okay. Then yeah. you pay your money, and you end up with last row on the. The yeah, top. or front row, all the for same the, price. for the same amount. Wow! And so, how much was the amount? Uh, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't expensive. I think it was like seventy dollars, something like that. Yeah, every seat. So it's either it's either a good deal or you're pissed off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because seventy bucks for front row is great. Yeah. Seventy bucks for the rafters of the Delta Center where you're looking straight down. Uh, that's the venue here in Salt Lake. Uh, well, Vivint Smart that's, Home that's, Arena. What is it that's now? That's two names what ago. What is it now? <laughs> yeah, Vivint Smart it's Home not Arena. Even the, it's not even Energy it's not, Solutions no, anymore? Now it's Vivint Smart Home Arena. Oh, I don't well, give it. What's funny is they changed it the day before I went to the Garth Brooks concert. Yeah. I don't give a fuck arena. Whatever no, it's yeah. called. It's Just walk up and say, Center. respect the V. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I went in because I, I was like, Garth Brooks was the 90s, man. Yeah, I remember clearly. He was like the Nirvana of country. I remember in seventh grade, the Nirvana of country. I, yeah, I remember seventh grade. Friends <laughs> in Low Places came out, and literally the next week, kids were coming to school in cowboy boots and hats. And yeah, stuff. well, because yeah. before that, it was country music. Was you didn't that was I mean that was your parents. That was like old people yeah, music, right? Yeah. And then he came out, and bam, it just everybody was a cowboy. We used to call them Christmas cowboys because like. Over Christmas break, people would come to school with like belts and hats and boots and stuff. It's like, okay, you got your cowboy kit for Christmas. That's that's adorable. And I saw Garth the <coughs> last time he was here when so all what, the songs, something like that? when the songs were new ish. Mm-hmm. I guess they're only like ten years old then. Yeah, instead of thirty now. But it, it, he, the guy was great running around the stage. Yeah. He and his guitarists would run up to each other and smash guitars together, and he'd fly around the stage. I was going, what is this? It wasn't that quite that crazy this time. I went in. Well, he had like it wasn't in the round. It was like a round stage, but it was toward the back still. So there's a blocked off section behind him. 
And we were clear the fuck at the top. Behind like, him? Yeah. <laughs> and I was pissed because there was only a small section behind him that was blocked off. So we were kind of like... See, for your 70 bucks, you got back row behind the stage. A little off to the side, but pretty much more behind the stage. Okay. And then there were these TV screens behind him. And I th- and for while the opener was on, I, I was watching the opener, this, some chick on these TV screens. Trisha Yearwood. No. It wasn't Trisha it, Yearwood? No, it's weird. I'll explain that, too. Uh-oh. Um, so some singer-songwriter chick, uh, her name was I Don't Give a Fuck Jackson. Uh, no, just who cares? Uh-huh. Great, you got that opportunity, but nobody's, nobody, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so she's performing. I have to watch her on TV because <clears throat> she's in front of these TVs. Oh, so you couldn't see her at all? Yeah. So I was like, if this is the Garth Brooks show, I am pissed. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't pay this money to watch Garth Brooks on a goddamn TV screen. Right from the back. Right. Well, he comes on, and those screens lifted up. So he's pretty much in the round. Still sounded like shit. Um, still behind the stage, and I was just. I was very disenchanted. I was just like, eh, guess I. I lost out on this one. And then uh, we noticed there were some rows in the front rows of the upper bowl, Mm -hmm. right by the rail. Yeah. Like four songs in, we noticed nobody sitting there. So we're like, let's go down there. If we get kicked out, we get kicked out. You know, well, worst that's going to happen is we got to go back to our already shitty seats. So you got got seats in lower places. Yes. I got seats. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Marcus is seriously looking at us like, why are we talking about no, this? No, no, I like the story. I was <laughs> exasperated with the joke. <laughs> oh, it was the joke you didn't like. So oh, no, I, I, I want to know what happened. I'm fascinated. <laughs> we go down to the rail, and it's so weird because just from, we were like probably 10 rows from the top. Yeah. Just from there going down to the rail. Which in that, that arena, 10 rows from the top, is a, it's a scary spot. It's, it's, a, it's, it's actually a, very... If you lean like an 82-degree pitch it, it right is. there. You yeah, feel like, literally, if you really lean forward just a little too much, you will fall. To the ground, to the bottom to of the, the stage. Bo- <laughs> to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So we went down to the rail, and it was and just that difference, the sound was crazy different. Hmm. From the top to that, to that lower, or the higher upper bowl rail was great. So we went down there, loved it. And here's what's weird. Some chick opened for him. I don't remember who she was. Just, I don't know. No one cares. Uh, so she opens up for him. He comes out just being Garth. Just awesome show. His energy level's at a 10. Flying around, singing every song everybody knows. The whole crowd. And I'm not exaggerating. That's the loudest crowd I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Of every concert I've ever been to, that's the loudest crowd I've ever heard. So that, that, that. And he's like, I'd like to bring out a special guest. And then Trisha Yearwood comes out and sings like five songs. Well, he fucks off. He oh, goes, so she well, just kind of did a, a... She did a, her set in the middle of his set. So he just got a 20-minute break in the middle of his set. I, I tweeted, I said that Trish Yearwood doing a set in the middle of Garth Brooks is like stopping sex to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I don't, and I don't mind Trish Yearwood. She has some songs, you know. Wait, wait, I just, Joe, I just have to know, have you ever done that? Uh, I mean, I know it's a great mid metaphor, but I I've I nev- don't think I don't think mid. I'm sure after before. Okay, I just because I never have, but I don't know. I've never had sex. <laughs> uh, Keep, continue. <laughs> I think Marcus had an so, accident. Once. I have nothing to add to any of this. I, I mean, if you have a bashful <laughs> tummy when you start and you know there's a chance. A yeah. bashful tummy. That's a good one. I've never and, heard and, that. And, and you move just wrong. This and, is dad oh, language. <laughs> you have a bashful tummy, yes, sweetie. Yes, it's true. I Sorry. call it the shits. Sorry. The shits. Yeah. <laughs> Bubble guts. Bubble <laughs> guts. <laughs> anyway, before we get on a shit subject. Sorry. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> I like Trisha. She yeah. has Walk Away Joe, the duet she does with Don Henley. Great song. Okay. But if she would have opened for Garth, that would have made so much sense. Yeah. But instead, she just comes and brings the goddamn party. She puts the brakes on. like, just, yeah. Okay, here's my D-list wife. I'll see you guys in 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, she come out in her best Lane Bryant mom jeans. Mm. Was like, and, hey. and her show was okay. And then how does Garth come back on she, after that? Does sang, he go, sorry about that? She sang that How Do I Live song. Oh. She did that first. She sang the song that Leanne Rimes made famous. <laughs> <laughs> they both had versions Did she of have it. any upbeat, fun? I mean, every, th- every one of her she's songs is kind of like that, she's isn't it? She's in love with the boy, which is upbeat, but it's still kind of like... Uh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. She and then, oh, and then get this. This is where I was like, she's like, here's a new song that I wrote, and it's about breast cancer. So obviously, uh, the whole crowd goes, oh my god, yeah, because it's for a good cause. Sure. I'm not going to deny yeah. that. But I'm the guessing song, the video and the, the, the tearjerker, fucking terrible. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh. It was like upbeat. But it was just like one of those, I'm a fighter, I'm a, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah, great message. But the song literally sounded like she wrote it 10 minutes before she goes on stage. Like, it was it was, it was was awful. Let's just say you were not impressed with Trisha Yearwood. No, she can she can go spend all her husband's money for all I care. <laughs> of their dumb cooking show on whatever shit hen channel that women watch. Uh, anyway, Garth Brooks comes back on. I don't know. She and does he apologize? He should have. Does he say, yeah, sorry about that. So like, sorry, uh, I'm back. That, uh, she's got half my shit. So I got to <laughs> let her do what she wants. Uh, she did the kiss cam during her She's in Love with the Boy song. They oh. they put the camera on it. And I'm there with my best friend, Jamie, who who there's absolutely no, like, nothing. She's like, if they put that camera on us, we're fucked. We're not. Nope. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, we're going to look the other way. It's like, we'll, we'll sit two seats yeah, between I saw each the, other. I, I think I saw the picture of you at that show. Mm-hmm. Blonde girl. Yeah, that's Jamie. That's my best friend in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the comments below were, how did you score her? What's going on? We used to date many, many, many years ago. And then now so we're just such good buddies. It, it's like not even an option. If the kiss cam came to you, she should have just gone straight for like a BJ. <laughs> and you would have just been like, keep it on. Let's go. You can watch the whole time. And Garth I'm and Trisha would have gone, wait, wait, wait. Put it back. You put just, it back. You just stare at the camera. Do they do kiss cams at jazz games? Yes, they do. That would be funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna find like a funny comical girl to go to a jazz game with, and then when it gets on us, we're gonna pretend to do that. Like have her like pretend to like put the snorkel on. You know, she just goes straight down. Like as soon as the camera yeah. hits you, that would be awesome. that would be hilarious. There was a guy who did a uh, a motorboat <laughs> really? on the kiss cam once. Just went, got right in there and went for it. <laughs> that was beautiful. There's a stage thing I've seen on the internet where they keep putting the kiss cam on these girls. Or on this couple, and the guy's texting on his phone, and the girl keeps like hitting him. And then it comes back to him, and they're doing it again. So then the mascot for whatever game comes down and kisses the girl, and the guy acts all pissed off. And it's like the most obviously staged thing ever, but uh, made, it makes its rounds on the internet. Like most of those things are, I think they're fake. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm cynical. You are cynical. It's uh, all spur of the nothing moment. Nothing on the internet is real. No, none of it. So some people have, uh, I asked the other day um, what people want us to talk about on the internet. There was a few a few people that, that had some good ideas. Now, now, how can people go to that and tell us? I, I just put it on my Facebook. Okay. Uh, since since I'm lazy and haven't, haven't built a Dirt Pod website or anything. <laughs> okay, I thought there was like but an they email. Can also follow, they can also follow Dirt Pod on Twitter. Yeah, Dirt Pod's on Twitter. At Dirt Pod Dirt Pod's on Facebook, too. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It's on both. But, uh... So Melissa Hawks, she she said '80s stars who made music, like Eddie Murphy and Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, there's a few I, I can I, think. I of. had that Return of Bruno uh, cassette tape. Oh, that's really? awful. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's goddamn the, terrible. The, the Bruce Willis one. Was yeah. the whole thing bad? Wasn't it more? Wasn't it like a like a bluesy type harmonica? Yeah, but you know what? It really. It, the, I mean, you could tell that it was like cheesily produced. Okay. You know, it's it like, wasn't. Put this, as, put this together as fast as we possibly that's can. Right. It's that corny right. '80s like saxophone. Yeah, like. But then you, but then you go to like the '80s John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> Blues Brothers. Did you think but, that was okay? Or was, was that there was still like a, cheesy too? There was a gimmick to that though. Yeah, that was kind of like for a movie. Yeah, like, like it was like a spoof almost. So here's your characters of the movie, but then oh my Bruce gosh, we Willis, really couldn't do an album. Yeah, Bruce Willis is really like yeah, middle aged guy with a pool cue and a saxophone music, <laughs> and like boy, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it was it was the the best that a wedding band could do. Yeah, really? okay, I never really listened. Yeah, to it. I don't it remember. There was a hit, but I can't. But remember But I mean, what it was. there was a lot of guys that was. Well, I mean, now see that's the thing is that now. It's the same thing. Kids get on like Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, and then they're Selena Gomez, and then they're yes. Demi Lovato. But they're kids. But they're kids. But back then, it was like middle-aged fuckers. Rick Springfield was making. You know, he was on General Hospital. Patrick or Swayze. Patrick had, Swayze had, had like the hit. wind. Rick Springfield uh, was a by the way, was a musician that. before he was ever an actor. But who? Rick Springfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just good looking, so they threw him they on. Threw a, him they on threw him on a soap. soap. Who else? What about uh, what's his name from Starsky and Hutch? That, uh, oh, David Soul. David Soul had what, that song. Yeah, it was an acoustic song. Yeah, um, the, uh, really like schmaltzy ass. 
as soon as I I'll, now I'll have it in my brain is she's got you, the but wind. It was something like that. Yeah, it was like a bread <coughs> type beat. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I can I can remember him singing it. Yeah, I can too. God, I, I can see it. What about the one? Uh, <laughs> Heartbeat. Oh yeah, Don Johnson. Don Johnson, Don Johnson had a song. Um, Eddie Murphy. A lot of people party, all the, party all the time. My uh-huh. girl like to party all the time. I remember that Boogie video. in Your Butt. That was my favorite one. Put what? the boogie in your butt. Put the boogie in your butt. Put a telephone in your butt. Put a telephone in your butt. You never listened to that before? That was Eddie Murphy. Put a dinosaur bone in your butt. That was Eddie Murphy. Yes. Huh. Boogie I in the that butt. One. Boogie in the butt. <laughs> who's the one? Who's the guy? <laughs> who's the guy that's saying, All I need is a little, little more time? Ah, uh, fucking Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner, yeah. Jack yes. Wagner. <laughs> now, he, was he soap opera before that, or was he that before yeah, soap yeah, opera? Because that song was for a soap opera. Like that song, like they were like, hey, do the song, and it was going to be a scene in the soap. And then the, the or as my grandma calls them, my stories. Uh, and then it became a hit after that. But like middle aged dudes were making it in the eighties, like Bruce Willis. You googling who that one song was? Starsky and Hutch. Guys? Yeah, yeah. You're, are you? Yeah. What was his name? Starsky and Hutch guy. David Soul. David Soul. David Soul. Hmm. Then there was the other guy who was uh, he he redid the doing 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 doing. Hey oh, kid, rock, rock and roll, rock on. Uh, David Essex. Was that, that was the original? Corey Hart. But, but then it no, was a, it was like Corey Hart. It was a soap opera guy that redid it, oh, and it was yeah. huge. Billy, Billy Jean, <laughs> yeah, Rock James on. Dean. <laughs> Remember that one? Rock on. He like it sounded like he was oh, lost. This is yeah, Jimmy Dean. We're all gonna go. Damn it, that song. Now that I even saw the saw the the title of it. What is it? Are you gonna play it? I am. Oh, you have to play it. Okay, let me get let me get it turned up. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. You guys are both. You guys are gonna know it from the first. Don't, Don't give up, up on us, baby. <laughs> we all, I knew you knew it. <laughs> Did he wear wow. a mask or some shit? Huh? Did a mask? He wear a mask? No. Like while he played, because he didn't want like when he first started, he didn't want people to know who he was or something. I think he wore like a like a beanie with eye holes cut in it or something. Oh my god. Google That's... Google the pictures of him. Uh, okay. Unless it's something else. I remember Unless that. he was in the clan, and that's what you're remembering. <laughs> he's the he's the original member of Slipknot. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, I can't think. The people just released his name. Wasn't it on the list of the the KKK? Who? Oh yeah, David Soul. David Soul. The uh, anonymous. Anon- <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, surprisingly he wasn't on the Ashley Madison list, but he was on that. But one. he was on the clan one. Yeah. Who he's knew? Not kidding. Look at that shit. Yeah, he does yeah, have a mask. A ski on? mask on. Now that's creepy. Yeah, it's not even like so he did. So he did it as the unknown musician type thing. I think so because he didn't want people to know he was the guy from Starsky or Hutch because they wouldn't take him serious or something. Yeah, but but they took him serious like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because they they thought their lives were in danger. Don't give up (laughs) on us, babe. I'm gonna fucking slit your throat. By the way, while I have this, and I don't want to get us off topic, but uh, my wife pointed out a band just like uh, One Direction. That has stolen, straight up stolen, two more songs. Let's hear them. Okay. All right. So Wait, who is it? You're not going to tell us, are you? The band is is five seconds of oh, summer. Oh, they've stolen more than that. Our hearts. They've stolen our hearts. <laughs> they've stolen the cover of Tiger Beat. They've stolen. <laughs> and probably Hold a few on. Hymans. They- okay. Hold on. It's going to play after this ad. So we can talk for a minute. <laughs> is it one of those full pain in the ass thirty second ads where, yeah, you, can't where I you can't, can't do anything about what the it? Hell? The fifties? Yeah. What what kind of nonsense is this? When I have to watch a video before my video on my phone computer any time for free from the air. It's bullshit. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Life is hard. Um, so five seconds of summer. Is that the new? Is that like America's answer to One Direction or something? Uh, I think they're Australian. Or some. I don't think that they're... Yeah. We went to the AMAs last year, and actually, they were there. And Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jib, jib. They were just a, a delight. They were. Okay, let me find the beginning of the song. Uh, why? Let me ask this. 
in the music videos today, why does every one of them have a have a goddamn skit movie in it? Every one of these is like nine. There's like a nine minute video. Oh look, they've gotten into trouble. They're rascals. They're in they're in prison. <laughs> Find the lyric video. That's what I do. I DJ gigs off YouTube. That's goddamn uh, Blink 182. That almost reminds me of uh, what's what Daisy's mom's. It's Stacy's mom, yeah, and that's the time but then she turns away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Yeah, isn't that Blink 182? Yeah, yeah. viewpoint that all girls are bad. Yeah, let's go back to the beginning of this. She's else. Where are you? He said for Harvard. 19, 1984. All those songs are all the same song. God damn it. She skip somewhere that I want you to. There you go. It's just you when you're Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. There's that one. Now this one's even this one's even worse. But was that the same song? No, that was a song called Good Girl. <laughs> that was a different song? And this is Hold on. And then this is another one. Sorry, this one also This one also has a damn skit in front of it. <laughs> it's the same song as the last one. She maxed her credit cards and don't got a job. Whoa. Duran Duran. Yeah. Does Duran Duran know? If I was Simon LeBon, I was like, his little torts are going to get sued in the fucking face. Right. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? My wife pointed that out, and uh, Although, I could not believe, I could not believe those. That is the weird. Most blatant melody ripoff ever. And the music is Stacey's mom. Yeah. Like, well, in both songs, wow. it's Stacey's mom. Let me, let me have your chord. I'm going yeah. to play the other one for you that you'd never heard before that, that maybe you'll believe me. The other what? The song. For... Uh, five seconds I, of summer? No, that I told you about Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh, yep. You ready? Yes, I am. See if this works. You ever heard this? <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like the like beginning of his movie. Like he's gonna yeah, be walking yeah. out. Of his, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did something. Getting in a Ferrari. Yeah. Put the the boogie in your butt. And he'll, yeah, then he'll come out and rap. This, this song was written before the age of instant porn. Here you go. Hey, I ain't putting no boogie in nobody's butt. That's nasty, man. What you talking about? Putting boogies in people's butt. What you out your mind or something? Go to jail for doing something like that. What's up, my friend? I've been doing it for years. I say, sit on down. That's not Eddie, is it? Who's that? I think it is. It's like Millie Mel or something. You know, I love how every rap song back then was that. The different things. <laughs> Somebody probably they're okay. It's like, it's like I'm gonna Dinosaur try the rock. I love that all rap was that. Like, we do. Nobody had different voices in rap back no. then. Everybody who wanted to rap had to do it just like this. <laughs> so here we go, and there you go. I'm gonna make you rock, and I'll make you roll. And like that was that was, <laughs> that was every every rap every rap yeah. Uh <laughs> Somebody, somebody, uh, Courtney Malioko Harris, who was my high school girlfriend, said, "Which, which did she only have the Malioko name back then? Her name is Courtney. Her name's now is Courtney Lane Malioko Harris. That's a uh, lots a long name. Anyway, she said the '90s were full of one one hit wonders. What was the best and worst of that list? 
Uh, and then for my own sanity, can you think of any front men from the late 90s, early 2000s that love showing off two nautical star tattoos? Okay, she went off a little bit on that. But uh, 90s one-hit wonders, good and bad. There was a ton, like the, the, the who's the, I'm blue, da ba dee da da <laughs> I mean, there's, there's one-hit wonders from every decade. Yeah, I'm, but. I mean, that's the thing, too, is that I was I worked in, uh, in a music store through that time, so I remember a lot of the, the singles that came out, and you'd have those 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 sections of music that that were like single-only sections, like um, uh, that, and I relate, she sang the breakfast at Tiffany's, and oh, I yeah. said, like, Deep Blue Something. Those guys. And or then no, you'd have yeah. that. That was it. Deep Dela, Blue Something. Della Mitri, you know. What do Yeah. Those songs, like the Gin Blossoms and those people. Gin Blossoms had a ton. Yeah. Well, they would come out and the Goo Goo Dolls, and then you had those other people who kind of ripped that off, just like the other stuff. But that was more prone to being. Like Duncan Sheik, remember that song? Oh and yeah, remember? Uh, I know. I can't think of what it was. What I was am it? barely breathing, and I can yeah. yeah, I remember all those singles, like that one guy um, <clears throat> in the house of light and fall, and like Martin wow. Page or something. Like all those old songs. Wow, You're throwing. Do you remember some that shit stuff? Yeah, keep yeah. creeping yeah. me out. Um, remember LFO? It was LFO? the story of a girl who went to make the whole world. The one yeah, song, those guilty songs. pleasure. Huge guilty pleasure was Len. That yeah. song, uh, Just Steal My, my Sunshine. Like, it's the happiest, cheeriest summer fun song ever. It's terrible, but, it I, but I dig it. Do you remember that other one? The, uh, the Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. Those. Come on out, we'll kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And who was that? Because the music is. Wow. All that. All that. All that. That song is catchy as shit. But then there, but then there were bands from that era, and we never really talk about them. But bands like Matchbox Twenty and Incubus, awful, awful. And you, I mean, none of that stuff. You never. What about like how the did Goo Rob, Goo Dolls? How did the, Rob Thomas? Be, how, why is he successful? Give me a heart, make it real, or else forget about him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he played with me, gangster. And <laughs> <laughs> <I> forget about <laughs> Well, because Carlos Santana called him up and he goes, I need a British singer. Carlos Santana's a hack. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> he's the big, you know what he does? And he's done since day one. He's like, all right, who's number one on the charts? Get that guy to write that me a guy. song. He, dude writes a song that sings it. He'll be like, now is, is that hack or I'm is that genius? It's genius too, because he, he won all the Grammys, but that album Supernatural in 2000, he'd get, okay, I need I need Michelle Branch. Right. I need this another guy. I need one Nickelback. hit wonder. I need this guy. Huh? They would sing the song, they'd sing a line, and they'd go like, here's the line in the song. And then Carlos goes, squiddly pow, <laughs> squiddly pow. He'd just like, hit, do the B.B. B- King. The yeah. Spanish. And then he'd just get his. Okay, he was not Arabic. Fun fact, you know who sang Black Magic Woman? I can't remember his name. Who was it? Ross Valerie, I want to say. Was it really? Keyboardist for Journey. I was going to say, because they were in Santana yeah. at the time. Journey basically was Santana. And uh, Neil Sean was in yeah. the band then. Have you seen his hair during that era? Yeah, it's giant. Woo! I don't think it would fit in this room. No. It would not <laughs> fit in this room. Dr. J had nothing on Neil Sean. It's like, it like Naked Gun where he walks in and he gets stuck in the door. All right, I found a couple that, uh, that I didn't really realize were 90s. But uh, All right. And you say he's just a friend. Did Biz Markie do anything else after that? No. Not really. He was, yeah, not really. No. I, I, is Biz Marquee not Tracy Morgan? <laughs> Has anybody ever seen him in the same room? I have to say that girl uh, just a friend. You know what I mean? Even though she's a friend, I want to get her pregnant. Yeah, you do. I'm going to take her out back at the elementary school. How about Shinehead O'Connor? She hit. Shinehead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. That's the uh, well, you most know what? beautiful song ever written. She would have had... Here's the thing about Sinead O'Connor. She would have had a much... A much different career had she not done what she, she did on shut SNL. her mouth. True, huh? And I'm not saying don't take a stand. I'm saying pick your battles. And she, she, I mean, she. For people who don't remember, Sinead O'Connor had this huge career ahead of her. She, she just yeah. had this she, amazing. Nothing song. compares to you, which I think is better than the original. Swept the MTV Music Awards. I mean, she it was beautiful video. And she goes on SNL and sings, um, sings a song acapella and holds up a picture of the pope and tears it up and says stop real evil she, she said fight the real enemy fight or the something. real enemy yeah. Or stop. yeah and and it was a stand and it 
it tanked her career. It yeah. completely tanked it from that point. It was crazy how, how that happened. Yeah. Yep. That song is great though. It is. So yeah. how about how about because you're a lot of people think of eighties as the the hairband era, but really it went into the nineties. It did go into the nineties at least so, three four years. So here's a few that uh, actually did really well in the charts that that you probably remembered that if you know the band you'd go oh they had more than one song but they never really had another hit. All right, do you got the uh, audio or are you just get uh, just the song? All right, Faster Pussycat. Yeah, they did uh, House of Pain. House of Pain. Their first album with Bathroom oh, Wall and no stuff. Love one home in my house of pain. <laughs> so there's that one that was a hair band. Then there's, uh, how about L.A. Guns? Ballad of Jane. Ballad of Jane. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what a dork I am. I can sit and tell you every album, yeah. every song, both of these bands have ever Giant. done. Giant. I'll see you in my dreams. We'll, we'll be safe tonight. Yeah. yeah. Just just some of those that you're just going, what? Like, but like they were. 1990 where they were on the verge of just Kurt Cobain being like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Go on. <laughs> yeah. It was over, but we're going we're gonna to throw a few more in. Yeah, let's go. You know that was that was an interesting thing that I think like that section of time when when it was still important to make great music videos. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know what I mean. When you really think about like nowadays, I don't know. It, I, I it bothers me when you're watching a music video and it's like. Directed by somebody, it's a come on. Yeah, make, music video yeah. directors used to be stars of their own, like Wayne Isham and Marty Collar and all those guys. Well, they yeah. became you one of those guys. They became movie directors because David of their Fincher. Yeah. It was a was a music director, but it was like they. It wasn't like you had to make everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm trying. I, no, but you. I think you bring up a great it, topic though. Is is about music videos, and I think. I mean, and I guess. People would argue and say, I can go watch any music video now that ever existed, because I can't. Yeah. Like yesterday, I just had a wild hair, Eddie Grant. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen an Eddie Grant video. And I pull it up on my phone, and there it Which is. One? You know, I, I was actually watching uh, Irie Harry. Uh, Irie, Harry, Irie, ha, You're going, ha, you're digging. Ha. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was on the Romancing the Stone I, record. I barely, it was on that I one. I barely know Romancing the Stone. But, but. You go back to th- and think about how much music videos influenced your life and how much they influenced who you started liking as musicians because you'd never heard of them before. You know you'd never seen them before. And all of a sudden, I think the visual thing and then the, the aural, the, the, right, the sound, right. both of those at the same time changed music for, for me because well, I'd a- never seen some of the bands that I saw, and I went, oh my gosh, I really liked them, even though it, it wasn't my type of music at all. It worked in the opposite direction, too, because I heard a story. Well, one, personally, I remember I was a little kid. I was probably like eight. Mm-hmm. Motley Crue was huge. Bon Jovi was huge. These like, yeah. good-looking dudes and had this cool thing. And I remember I saw the video for uh, Photograph by Def Leppard, and yeah. I'm like, these guys are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't like and him from like that him point anymore. Absolutely. And the same thing happened with Rupert Holmes, yeah. who sang the Pina Colada song. Yeah, like he he was like had a hit. Had remember, a huge hit. remember Chris DeBerg, Chris Lady in Red. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of the same with him. He had a couple videos, and then it was like, okay, he's gone. Yeah, because if you didn't <laughs> click with, like you said, people thinking you were good looking, and your music was at least popular. I, I said this on the last podcast. Yeah. Christopher Cross swept the Grammys, and then MTV happened. They're like, wait, that guy's fat and ugly. Done. Done. Last record. Yep. Yeah. Billy Squire. But is there a band that you can think of that you didn't even know who they were till you saw their videos and then you went, "Wow." Cuz cuz the song you played Duran Duran, yeah. Hungry Like the Wolf and and Rio, when those came out I was like, "Oh my gosh, who are these cool dudes? Who are these guys on their boat and they got these you know what I mean? It's like, I "Wow, really who are these guys?" back then and and I remember thinking Peter Gabriel was like Weird Al. Like, I didn't take him seriously because he had the sledgehammer video right. and then another wacky video. Uh-huh. And I just thought, oh, that, shock that, the monkey yeah, and that yeah. kooky, that kooky fella. Not realizing he's a genius who did, who was in Genesis, yeah. who did oh, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. He was just this brilliant songwriter. Right. Amazing. I realized that later in life. But in the 80s, he was just the guy with the stupid claymation videos. Right. But um, I remember watching uh, Adam and the Ants. Bam, 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 it. Yeah, you know, and that was one of their last one. But it's like I never knew who they were, never heard of them, never seen them, and and then I'm buying their records. And and same thing with Duran Duran. It's like Duran Rio, still one of my favorite records. It's like I never knew who they were. Just I don't know. I I just to me, video had a huge impact, and I miss it. Yeah, I you know, uh, to me, and and it's it's funny because. I think a lot of people associate me with rock, and I love rock and I love metal. But I mean, when I when I was a kid, I was a hip hop 
kid. That's yeah. what I was into. And there was a show. I just wanted to make sure I, re- I remember the name. of it. it was called Pump It Up with uh, D Barnes, uh, this 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 lady who went around and she would interview rappers like young rappers in Brooklyn and in New York, and they would talk to them and have them on. People like leaders of the new school back when Busta Rhymes is like 19. Mm-hmm. People like Naughty by Nature and the Fooshnickens mm-hmm. and KRS-One and Public Enemy and all of these like, you know, she would go uh, uh, talk to these bands that I had no way of knowing, these New York bands, De La Soul. Right. And the first time I, I got to see like me, myself, and I, or the first time I got to see videos from, uh, you know, um, Oh gosh, uh, I'm trying to remember what was the uh, pop pop goes the pop goes the ramen and the weasel third base. third base yeah third base yeah third base and I, it was the first time I saw and what about the videos from from musical youth and you know Pasta Ducci and and all you know, that all oh, those wow. it was it, like it was crazy to, to see hip hop videos and to yeah. see this other stuff and and, and even that, even Fresh Prince. <laughs> I mean, but his videos were cool. Well, I, I don't love, understand. I love that video, uh, Nightmare on My Street. Totally, those are great videos. I just downloaded Nightmare on My Street three days ago, yeah, uh, or, or, or a couple weeks ago actually, because I had to DJ but, this thing but for would, Halloween. Would and Will came Smith up. have ever been what he was without those videos? Yeah. Do you think no. he ever would have gotten that TV show, or ever would have been no. the movie star he is? I no. don't think so either. No. no, and clearly because parents just don't understand is basically kind of like watching the opening to Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's got that same feel to mm-hmm. it. The graffiti room. I, I still remember vividly watching, you know, videos from NWA and Ice Cube. And, yeah. and one of my favorites, still to this day, I still think it holds a lot of power. Like, it's a very powerful video, is uh, My Mind Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys. It's a great, great song. One of my favorite songs ever. And the video is just so creepy. It's just each of these guys seen it. talking about being paranoid and then ending with like little Bushwick Bill, who was uh, a little person Midget. Uh, beating up <laughs> this giant on Halloween that may or may not really be there. Like it was a really creepy, weird video. And for me being like nine, 10, yeah. 12, I don't know what I was watching these hip hop videos, loving hip hop. Uh, this was cool. Yeah. And know? it's, and it's so weird. Cause I'm a little older than you guys. And I remember, uh, I wasn't watching like everybody else will tell you that they were watching when MTV first came on. Mm-hmm. But my friend told me the next day, he's like, "You did you see what is on our? Because it was the the guide channel. Mm-hmm. You know how how the guide that would, would just scroll. It would, it would just scroll, so you yeah. could see what was coming up, and then you'd have to wait for another hour to see what was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever, yeah, because you couldn't just go to a guide. Right. Then you didn't have that. Uh, but that was the channel that turned into MTV. So the next day, he was like, "You need to." Check this out, and that's when we started seeing the. There stupid, was like four videos, but yeah, it was like Cutting Crew, and it was like Haircut One Hundred, and it was oh, these yeah. dumb, you know. That the, still to this day, I can sing every word to these cutting songs. Cutting Crew, remember them? They, they, their other single, "Been in Love Before," is one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, been like died in, in my died in my died in your arms tonight's a great song, but like right, been in love before. That's right. awesome. When you in Crowded House yeah. and crowded house. Madness, yeah. and some of these bands that I would have never known, never thought of. I've never I'm total fans of now. Yeah, and you know, I think that that there was something to that about about seeing a band and 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 Yeah, I, I there was there was a lot once the once the idea of of the visual medium came along. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of bands there were those first few bands who went we understand yeah. how to use this. It was like the first people who figured out MySpace and got a million friends. And then you went, "Oh, oh, everybody else who after that was like it doesn't matter. Yeah, somebody right. already figured that out. Right, and that's kind of what those first few bands I think did. What they the, really understood it. So is that what happened to videos then? I got it just got to the point where it, it turned MySpace and people were like well, I don't I mean, do it's, videos. It's like, still very said, important. Uh, I just think people stopped watching it twenty four hours a day and then it just got but, watered down into. But water. I mean, even I, even the anti everything that we're talking about Nirvana that came. It's like without that video, I don't think I would have liked you know Nirvana even as much as I like. You know what I mean? Here's the problem: that video made them. Here's the yeah. problem. Back then, we understood that there was a value to music. If you put together a great band, like, like a great video, like Smells Like Teen Spirit, mm-hmm. that sells what Nirvana is, right. you're going to sell. And there was there was no ex- little story at the beginning. There was no movie. It there was, was just, no, it was just, You could smell the stank in that gym. That was it. So off subject. Do you ever see that video of the guy dropping a shovel that turns into Smells Like Teen Spirit? 
Let me see the aux cord and keep no. talking and I'll All find right. this. It's the funniest thing ever. But here's the thing, right? They understood the value of record sales and they, yes. they knew what it needed to be. Now, music doesn't you sell. Can't, yeah. So you have to sell other stuff. And I hate watching a video and I'm two seconds in and I rarely watch videos, but I mean, you see them on sometimes and it's like, there's a beats. Let's get the beats and let's shoot in on the Maybelline because we have to advertise in this three minute video because nine million people are going to watch this today right. versus us advertising on TV. So it's more important for us to just pay to have yeah. this be our commercial. Yeah. So that's really all it is. It's it's silly, silly nonsense wrapped around a Beats by Dre uh, product placement, yep. a Pepsi can, uh, some Maybelline. And directed by some guy who yeah. shot it on his fu- on his fucking cell phone and says he's a director now. Yep, I'm gonna play this. And, no and, I, can, to and it. I can go to YouTube right now and put on a song or something that I've never seen before. Go to find something, right? And then it's you. If you like that, you like this. And I can sit and watch videos all day. Hours. So, and it's not even like like the ones in the day when we're defending. They weren't not silly. They were silly. Sure, I, but. But at the same time, they were they were made for the purpose of being made for what they were made for. What I mean by that is they were made to be music videos to sell a band to sell. to to help you understand who the band was. And, and I would like that and go buy their record. Right, not you know, not just being made for the sake of of making some pop culture reference so that these guys' face can be slathered on everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was, but it wasn't. I sound stupid saying that, but it wasn't as blatant, I guess. Yeah. And now, only if you're big, are you going to make a video? Right. It's a lot cheaper. I don't know. I think it goes both ways. Like anybody, you don't need MTV anymore. Right. That's what I mean. You, yeah. you, not everybody's making a bit before. Right, it was like you had because, to not only put a record out, but then you had to have a video. You said this on before. MTV. The, the the record companies and MTV made decided who you listened to. True. Now everybody has a video. You showed me some ridiculous Hellhammer video, or who was it? Like with where they were playing instruments they made. Uh, troll hammer in troll by fin troll by fin troll. <laughs> it's this ridiculous like medieval. Yeah, and they're playing like guitars made out of like dinosaur bones and shit. But like in that would have never got anything in the eighties. I want to. I want to watch this video. While I'm on. It's so okay. so this dude's. Uh, if you're at home, uh, get on YouTube and look like smells like teen shovel. Teen shovel. So this dude's shoveling some snow and he's on ice and then he drops it. And let me show this up. And then it, it sounds like Nirvana. So, shut up! Oh my God, who does these things? Have you seen the one with the kid with the uh, yo-yo? Uh-uh. And he's like flinging his yo-yo around, and he hits himself in the head, and it goes. Cling and somebody goes cling 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 the doctor yeah the doctor drake just with the sound of the yo yo hitting him over again his face sounds like a bell doctor dre yo yo face doctor i guess just yo yo face google that came right up yo yo hits kid in the face to snoop dog song Wait, that was the yo-yo hitting his face? <laughs> what the hell? Try not to watch that. It a looks dozen like a times. monkey. Like one of those oh, monkeys yeah. with the <laughs> with the symbols? With the symbols. <laughs> so that was literally the yo-yo hit his yeah. face? Yeah. Like Flying yeah. him Ding. in the forehead. <laughs> is it a metal yo-yo? <laughs> the or, does he have a, or does he have a metal plate? So we're, we're was there, about, okay, but okay. getting back to music videos. So was uh, there ever a band? I mean, we we asked about whether or not there were, music video ever influenced your you liking a band. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a music video that you watched and you just went, "Oh, fuck these guys." Def well, Leppard. he said Def Leppard, which to me was just the opposite because I thought they were cool. I, later, I realized that, but like when I was eight, they didn't have cool hair like Nikki Six and Tommy Lee did. So fuck yeah. those guys. I'm trying to think. There's got to be somebody. Let me think for a second. There's got to be somebody that I saw and went, yeah, no, I'm, I'm done with them. Uh, Who was it? I don't know. Aerosmith had some shitty videos in the early 90s that yes. made them really famous. Yes. Are you they talking about the, the Alicia the Silverstone? Yeah. Yeah, the crazy. That made them bigger than they ever were, but I was like, Ugh. over, yeah. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Yeah. And to me, that's what. Because although they got like you said bigger than ever, done and it, done. And it, made, it gave Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone careers. careers. Yeah, like hey, I'm gonna put my daughter in a video. She's gonna act slutty. You know, if but you, to me, when 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 
that was something. Yeah. To me, when Metallica did the, you know, Unforgiven and those, I was done. I couldn't that even watch album, those. I was I like, I can't watch kinda, those. Like a true can't Metallica fan those. tuned out on that album, period. It was a yeah. great album, but that was. But anybody who liked Metallica was like, uh, Unforgiven, what? And they were so artsy and so, and you're just like, oh, God. Like people really? saw what Lars acts like and they're like, man, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Me. Oh, we're fucking Did they have drumming? videos for before that though? The first they did their first video was for was one, one, which yeah. was on their fourth yeah. album, and everybody's like, "You fucking sellouts!" Yeah, video. Yeah. Yeah. And then their next album was like the biggest selling album yeah. ever. But in the that world. one video is still one of those where you go, "Okay, that's okay, but, pretty but cool." But that video is creepy. That's a great music video. The yeah. one with, where they use the clips from uh, Johnny got, got yeah. is it Johnny got his gun? Yeah, yes. Johnny get your gun, John, something like that. Yeah. But that that something video like was that. creepy. If I had arms, I could. Kill myself. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing, right? So why, and and I guess maybe they're different bands, sure, but why does Metallica get judged so harshly for, for those sappy videos? But we'll all sit through fucking all of November Rain and... I don't know. And because sweet, it's you know. the, I don't know I, what I it know is. Exactly it's the difference. That, I, I don't know. I Metallica can't tell Metallica were pioneers of the Bay Area thrash. That was just, there was absolute divided lines. And I just listened to a podcast with Gary Holt from Slayer and Exodus. He said in the 80s, hair metal bands, LA bands were the enemy. They were false. They were posers. They were pussies. They were makeup and hair. They were, there was such, and I didn't realize it back then. But he's there's there was such a divided line. You were either thrash or glam. They used to call it glam gay LA metal. Uh, <laughs> That's so, what it stood for. So so the 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 Metallica guys isn't that when, ironic that they were in the Bay Area saying that? Yeah, that, that was the gay. They're from San Francisco, and they were the they were the tough guys. Uh huh. But uh, but yeah, because the LA scene was kind of pretty to begin with. Even though Guns N' Roses didn't really fall in that. But yeah, Metallica when they put out a video, their fans were like. Pussies, what the hell? Right. Because it's supposed to not be about image. It's supposed to be about music. That's my opinion anyway. Hmm. But no, that, that one video is ugh, creepy. But I'm I'm team thrash. Like now, back then, I was way like, no, dude, fucking uh, Pretty Boy Floyd's pretty good. <laughs> These guys are great. <laughs> Master of Puppets, who's fun? Oh, my gosh. Last night, I'm watching, uh, uh, what, what is it? The, the Metal Mania? On VH1. On VH1. I don't have cable anymore, but I you miss can, that. You can still go watch these old videos. And, oh, and, they play them. They and, play the and worst. Europe, Cherokee comes on. I'm like, oh, Cherokee. And then you hear it, and you go, okay. And then, and then, and I hate, you know, because I know it even, it even has the sign for Utah as they're driving through on their bus. But Keel. Yeah. Uh, Tears of R Fire. Oh, my God. Gosh, that it's, is probably the worst it's video. Like worst song. Says somebody's There's, like, "Hey, go find the worst videos of all yes. time." Yes, and, and somebody puts one and goes, "Watch and it's this." Great. <laughs> Docking videos are the worst thing they're ever. Made. Awful. Yes, they're so bad, and then you go, "Why? Why was I so in love with this?" I mean, and it's still, I love it, but at the same time, you go, "Yeah, I guess." But as an adult, you can realize how awful. Yes. It was. Yeah. George Lynch should never have been wearing pink. <laughs> no. It was not in his color wheel. I, I wish people knew how cool it was to be able to like sit down and watch things like like 120 minutes and totally. uh, and Headbangers Ball and, and even Yo the, MTV Raps and like even like, the concerts that they would show because yeah. you're like wow this no is way. where you had to tune in to mm -hmm. see it yeah I mean it was as silly as the music videos were they were still special because you had to find them you had to go out and get them you know it, it like you said like not you couldn't just shoot your own music video back then and put it on right you know. And before that, though, it was you, you literally had to watch, you know, like uh, American Bandstand or you yeah. had to watch the I'm trying to remember there was another one on at night, but even uh, it, it even was Soul midnight Train. Special. Yeah, a midnight special. Cause you, otherwise, you, you would stay up and wait for it because you wanted to see him. And there was it was a, it was it was magical and mysterious. And you had no idea who these people were and what they looked like. And all you heard was your little radio. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that's I got to see this guy. I remember. So, I remember when I heard that Pearl Jam, uh, you know, was going to be on uh, Saturday Night Live for the first time. Right. And it was like it, towards the end of their like, like their second yeah. album, maybe. And they did a song that they didn't even put out till the next album. And but like, that was another great venue and, where people and would that, stay right. and watch that band. Yeah. And and during the '90s, when you had that that great cast that was Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and Adam Sandler and David Spade Farley. and Farley. And like you, you look at Neilan and, 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 uh, Norm Macdonald. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like you just look Colonel at Sanders, that. Chris Rock, like that was a huge cast. Uh, and now, you know, 
yeah, people would go on there and you'd be able to see all sorts of insane acts that you, you couldn't, you didn't just have access to. Yeah. So it was, it was super cool to be able yeah. to like, it was special. Yeah. Music videos were special. I don't no, know. And that's where I, that's where I go with, you know, with, with album covers yep. and jackets. I yeah. go with, with watching things like that, where you had to really seek out any information about the band you loved because there was nothing and you couldn't see them anywhere and you couldn't find you. There was no movies. There was, and, and if you've had a chance to stay up late and watch yeah. your band on Saturday night live, no way I'm staying up. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause that was the only time you had a chance to see them. I remember watching, I, I'd stay up to watch headbangers ball, me and my buddy. Cause it came on a Saturday nights at yeah. like 10. So we didn't have cars. We weren't out cruising Maine or anything yet. But so me and my buddy, John, we would just hang out and wait up. Who's going to be on tonight. Is it going to be, Motley Crue, we're gonna be able. Right. Am I gonna see this video? Am I gonna see that yeah. video? It was. It was. No way! It's Anthrax. And then even the the disappointment. Look, they didn't play fucking McQueen Street or whoever <laughs> in heaven. Do you yeah. do you remember? And then and then it was even better watching uh, Beavis and Butthead and watching them make fun of the music yes, videos. That was my were. favorite. That was, the, <laughs> that was just a roast. The, yeah. My favorite one. Watch. You can even find it on YouTube if you watch Beavis and Butthead watching Pantera. It's it's the best thing ever because Phil Anselm was so angry. He's like, "Oh, Pantera! I bet his dad kicked his ass." And <laughs> it's it's. I'm not doing it justice, obviously, but it's that's one of my favorites. Is when they beat up Phil Anselmo from Pantera. Uh, I you know this isn't music video related, but the other day I was googling. Uh, I watched a, a, a documentary, great documentary by the way, called Wrecking Crew on Netflix. And there was this group of studio musicians, it was like 10 people in the 60s and 70s, that basically recorded every song ever. Uh, and the, the bass player is this old chick, but they recorded just every song you've ever heard. And I was like, holy shit, how, there's no way that band is responsible for all these songs. And it is. So uh, Herb, Herb Alpert was on there talking. <clears throat> and I was like, oh yeah, I like that song. I like that song. So I downloaded a couple of Herb Alpert songs. I always forget where the P is in his name. Is it Herb Alpert or Herb Alpert? Anyway, Herb Alpert was uh, the the sax or the the trumpet guy. Trumpet guy, yeah. Anyway, I googled him. He's like the second richest musician ever of all time. Wow! And I was like, how? How? He had. My dad had Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Uh, we had so many of those little forty fives in right. his jukebox. It was like you know ridiculous. what? You know what it was though? Because I was like, there's no way he made his money. Off of his songs because he just had instrumental trumpet songs. So I Googled him. You know AM Records? Yeah. A is Alpert. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He and some other guy, Moore or whatever, uh, or the AM, they founded a record company and then sold it to Polygram or somebody like that in the 80s for a bazillion dollars. Oh. So he's like worth close to a billion bucks. It's like, it's like Paul McCartney, Dr. Dre, Herb Alpert, something like that. Wow. Which is, I guess that tequila song was okay. Are the Tijuana Brass still doing okay? Um, he, I think. Does he toss them some coin? They are. They are in. Yeah, a, they, in a, they play live donkey shows now. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little coin. This is Herb Alpert. Everybody knows this song, and I feel like I should be asking you guys quiz questions. The dating game. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Today we have three wonderful bachelorettes. Bachelorette number one. Bachelorette number two. And then this one. Everybody knows this song. I had to download it. This is the grooviest, catchiest ass tune ever. I didn't recognize it at the beginning because you never hear this part. I feel like Frank Sinatra and his friends are about to pull off a heist. (laughs) Listen, you'll recognize this in a second. Quentin Tarantino right now is writing a script about a female killer who's barefoot. Shop at a drugstore in the 80s. But anyway, that's Herb Alpert. What were we talking about? Music videos? We were. It's Our fine. It's okay. We don't have, it's not hey, like there's we, no, we need oh, to stay. By the way, while I got my phone here, I was so pissed the other day. We did the 80s, the 80s movies uh, songs, and I downloaded one specifically for that episode, and I forgot to play it. Uh, listen to this, fuckers. Tell, tell me who it is. It's Lamal from the band. But wait, let's see if you can guess the, the movie before I, they get to the chorus. I already know it. You know the movie? Never ending story. Is it? Yeah, yeah I do. What a what a the song sucks. Like it was nostalgic for a minute, then I listened to it a couple times. It's like gotta that's get to the chorus. Okay, Never all right. ending story. I love that this is a dude. 
That's not. He brings in a lady. Oh man, the 80s are cheesy. I remember that like this played over the credits at the beginning, and it was just pictures of it was just clouds. It was all like Empress. I can't sing. We did four shows this weekend. I'm horses can be. I'm like. I sure do like that song. <laughs> Chris. Oh, goodness. So music videos, like, what was the last? Let me ask you this. You got a band that you like that you're just like, make a real video. You, Every one of your videos sucks. Mm, trying to think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. Listen, I'm not going to say that their videos suck, but enough's enough tool. Make yeah. a video that you're in. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, need yeah, any yeah. more silly puppets putting. I mean, we get the metaphors that you're trying to do, and I get that. Like Maynard, just I don't know if you read that article that Maynard did this interview, and he was like, "the the fans of Tool are insufferable idiots." Yes, and I get that because they're they're people that take this band very seriously. But he didn't mean the fans; he meant the fanatics. Sure, and fanatics ruin anything, really. You know, <laughs> but like I mean, honestly, same? but honestly, though, like he did a rebuttal interview that said that I was taken out of context. Did he? Yeah. Yes. But I mean, even if he had said that straight out or he just said something and it was mixed up, I get what he's saying. Fanatics are the worst. But at the same time, like, you guys are the ones that keep this air of mystery around your band. You guys are the ones that try to do, you do an, an album every five to ten years, only have six songs on there. The rest are mysterious musical numbers and quizzes. Yeah. German r recipes for chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> And and Bill Hicks comedy, and and I mean, listen, I I love I love it. I love the I love the music. I'm a fan of the band. But like, pick a you know what I mean? Like yeah. pick a side. Like, well, you know, their guitarist directs all those videos. Well, did you know Adam Jones, the guitarist who directs all those videos? He works he, in movies. Yeah, he was worked for ILM. He did. He worked Dances on Jurassic, Wolves, Jurassic did, Park, yeah. uh, Terminator Two. I mean, he's he's. But here's what we're talking about. That is is the catch twenty two of it all. Is that we we. I think got sick of all the videos from the other bands that we got tired of. Oh, Metallica, great, great, great. Right. Did it kind of wreck them? So you're asking for the video that may wreck the band. Are they saying, no, yeah, we're not, we're not ever going to make that video because exactly. it's, it's going to wreck the band. Because nobody in Tool right. is like an eye catcher. Nobody wants to do more than words. It, right. Right. I get it. And then now it's too late. They're in their 50s. Who gives a shit? You know, like yeah, if Tool I, put out a video now, would people? It wouldn't be like, matter. Yeah. I get. You know, you're right. I mean, maybe I stand corrected. I'm I'm with you, but at the same time, but they, but to know. me, they're one know. of those now bands I, that still I'm back has into a corner. the mystery that yes. nobody else has. They're also, because right. everything about everybody, about everything they've ever done, what they ate for dinner is on Instagram everywhere. You can find it, but can you find all that stuff about? Them. I mean, there's a few things. Maynard has kind of lifted the veil a little bit. I follow Pussifer on Instagram, and he's very much taking selfies and he is and being wacky and okay. And and kinda, he kind of lifted the veil a little bit. He's not like this but mysterious weird Pussifer guy. Pussifer Maynard. Well, that if you look true. at it, all three of his bands, it's like are, three different are, guys. All three of his bands are jokes. I mean, Tool is a is a dick, and Pussifer is a vagina, and a perfect circle is an asshole. So I mean. <laughs> Like literally, he just—it's—he's just. He's, did you see? They so just he's just did, a potty humor guy. He's a. I think that Maynard is one of those guys that's very smart and brilliant. Yes, but and he, just messing with everybody. But yeah, but he's like, look at look at these people. I can literally, I can, I can say what I want to say. Oh, so and, you're an asshole fan, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, you like? I the think he's JJ. genius, and they I think that he, their he, only concert of 2015. Did you see that? They dressed up like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> See, One I, concert for the whole year. And that's why I get what he's saying is like when people take it, it's like when people take comedy too seriously and you're like, listen, I get, right. you know, take your jokes serious, take your work serious, take your job serious, but don't take yourself serious. And I think that's his thing is he just doesn't, he just doesn't take himself as serious as I think people it would expect him to. Yeah. And so that, that I, that's why I was saying it would be funny if like Tool just came out and did a fucking video where they were like, did their song like, like, Def Leppard style, Maybe and they were, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Just, just come all out and and fucking own it. You know, own how they don't silly even do that live though. You went, did was it you that I? Yeah, me and you went and saw Tool. I've seen him a few times, but the last time that was it. And Maynard literally stood behind the drummer and cowered down and sang the whole set in shadow. And then the bass player and the guitar, they were up front, but they didn't move. 
Yeah, and then he would leave after about three songs, and they would do, and Danny Carey would just start going like on his drum set, making noises, and then, and you're like, I can't complain about this because I'm watching brilliant musicians create music and in this amazing setting, and there's nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, like, come out and sing at me. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, perform. yeah, and it's not even like I'm saying, you dance for me, monkey. I would never think to say that. I don't want anybody thinking like I'm being demanding as a fan. But like, I think that that's what he's saying, that he wishes that people, and and maybe that Led Zeppelin concert, it was was him finally saying, fuck it, look. We want to have fun as this band. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be so serious. When, I don't we, when we leave to. here, I'm gonna go crank the shit out of forty six and two in my car. By the way, watching him do that live with yeah was badass. Remember that? He, <sighs> dude, tools. The thing, like I'm not one of those guys. Like tools, the best band ever. I personally like Perfect Circle better. But Jesus Christ, they're fan. solid. Yeah, they're such a good band. That by the way, that new Pussifer album that came out on Halloween, it came out last week, is fantastic. Fantastic. Huh, I could listen to Maynard sing anything. I think he has one of the most brilliant, beautiful voices. And I love that he's able to do the things that he's able to do on Pussifer and Perfect Circle that he's not able to do in Tool. Which, well, I mean, that he hasn't been for years and years anyway. But I, I mean, if you're waiting for a new Tool album and you, you don't need something to hold, yeah, don't, A, don't, but B, download this new Pussifer album. It's fantastic. It, it'll be, by the time the next Tool album comes out, which they are supposedly working on very lazily yeah it'll be 10 years since their last album wow yeah same yeah. with uh you know Demi Borgir's back in the studio and i realized it's been f- five almost six years since that last albra hadabra album that we yeah. loved came out i mean it's there's a lot of bands that are in the studio mm-hmm. right now but will Tool, we ever Tool will, is a you, band like let's say motley Crue said we're gonna make a new album or metallica man metallica a little bit metallica's like, but, talking but like, about it tool is one of the bands that even young 20 year olds are like i can't fucking wait right yeah like they're still relevant because because I think because there's the mystery to them they're, they they yeah. didn't have any well, cheesy shitty videos and yeah. I really think that I it, I think I stand corrected there this is one group of artists that is makes perfect sense and then then the Corey Taylors and the others that that have right. another avenue that they don't they aren't tied to their thing right. you know what I mean where it's like some of these other bands that can't stay together and they're fighting and they're this and it's like go do something else who cares right well in and that's what's cool about it that. They get to do that now. And I think it's industry. Awesome. Every musician, like if you look at some of the old timers, like George Lynch, he's got nine bands going on. You have to because nobody's selling records, so you right. have to have three, four bands, so you're constantly out on the road. Something. Yeah. Um, there's unless you're in a in a you know huge like a Nickelback level band, you have to have two or three projects going right. because there's nobody's selling records. I mean, look at the singer for Slash's band, Miles Kennedy. He's in. He's in a. Uh, Alter Bridge. He's in. He's in uh, Slash's band. George Lynch is in twenty bands. Um, just a lot of you have yeah. to stay on the road. Well, and all, the, all the well, eighties and nineties guitarists are interchangeable now. Last time I saw yeah. a rat come, Carlos Cavazos was the guitar player, and I was like, "What? Yeah. What?" There's a million. There's yeah. a million dudes that'll replace anybody. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Believe it or not. We're out of time. What are we really? Isn't that weird? Come we on got now. to. What, didn't we have? Didn't we have one question? Yeah, <laughs> and then we somehow tumbled. Yeah. Should, we, should we take one more question, really, or uh, from Facebook before we before we get out of here? You got one that we can we can yeah. answer quickly. Sure. Um, I'll see. finish with boogie in your butt. Boogie um, in your butt. I lost. I lost the spot. You're gonna go home and listen to it. I know you are. Boogie, put your boogie in the butt. I have an Eddie Murphy album, so I wonder if it's on there. It's got to be. It's got. Well, it it's has on to the be. My Girl Wants to Party All the Time. It's, it's on there. I've got. I've got to party on a time. Okay, let's see. I got the I got the thing. Uh, that could, that would be an hour long questions. Um, how awesome was Oasis? They were not. <laughs> they weren't. By the way, if you what that the beginning of that one song they, they were have not slip and slide the simplest yeah, and it just goes dan yeah, it's John Lennon. I was pointing that out to you guy the other day. Yeah. Um, how about concerts you were looking forward to that sucked and concerts you weren't expecting much and blew you away? Um, I wasn't expecting much out of Paul McCartney because he's 400 and he killed. Yeah. And uh, I guess you assumed the same thing about Garth Brooks. Did you I, know he well, was going to be awesome before you went? I knew he was going to be awesome because okay. he might be 50, so he's still got it in him. Yeah. Uh, but Paul McCartney is 3,000 right. and killed it. So, well, do you, do you want to do a tease, as it were, and we'll talk about this next time? Yes. There we go. Concerts, people, that were amazing or not amazing that we didn't know. 
coming up next on the next episode of the Dirt Pod Podcast. How was that? Bye. That was that was sexy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you, were, you, you got your you sure. got your radio on. I got, yeah, I got my Mick time. voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mick can make anything sound dirty. Mick, the co-host of uh, the Freak Show on Canada yes. 101. Yes, we're going to start having him read uh, uh, lines from Deuteronomy. I just love how, like, <laughs> you say anything. Like, I was hanging out with my Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, we were just hanging out. Oh, yeah. And if a man lies with his ox. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's the title he of the, he the, the podcast. Stoned. Also, if you listen to this. <laughs> yeah, he should. Uh, if you're, probably, listen, if you're gonna lie with, was. if you're gonna lie with an ox, you should probably be stoned. Uh, charity auction. I need donations, people. If you're listening, hit me up on how to donate to the Comedy Cares fundraiser uh, for K Bears, Mick and Allen, uh, local children in the Salt Lake Valley. We do an auction every year. It's on December 13th. At Wise Guys, hit me up. I need donations for that. Um, not monetary. I need people to donate raffle items to win. Um, blah 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 blah. Okay, we'll see you guys next week.